Hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Life Design Podcast, the podcast where we speak about tapping into your most true and authentic self and designing a work life based on your own terms. Today, we're going to be talking all about marketing, social media marketing, how to use these platforms and tools in your benefits to really get your ideas started. No matter if you're creative, if you want to start your own business, or maybe if you're a freelancer, social media can actually be a tool where you can speak about the things that you do and you can reach your first and later your aligned clients, the people that you really want to work with. Social media has been the main tool for my business where I find clients. And today I sit down with Natalie, who is a marketing and business coach, who shared with me a lot of the steps of how to start building an online presence for your business, how to really get clear on the messaging, how to know who you're talking to, how to not be too much, how to be a good storyteller, and also how to not follow particular trends, but really be authentically you. My main goal with bringing Natalie to the podcast was to actually show you how social media and being on Instagram and marketing your products or your services can actually be fun. And if you follow her and go on her Instagram account, you're going to see how energized she is and how much joy she has from anything she's doing. My background, my professional background is in marketing. Before I started coaching, before I started doing what I do now, I have a lot of knowledge around how to build your communication online and to be honest knowing these tools is so beneficial no matter if you still don't know if you're starting your own thing but maybe you work for a company all of these things they can be applied to really any concept but the most important thing is to know how to communicate authentically online how to stand out how to still be yourself within the brand that you're creating online. So all of these topics we are talking about in this podcast episode. So make yourself a cup of coffee, maybe a tea, and just listen to the wonderful interview I had with Natalie. So here's the thing. Before we move into the interview with Natalie, I actually wanted to share a couple of things from my end because this is a topic very dear to my heart and it's an area of work that I've been for a long time and I've been to the extremes. I've been following the right path for me, the not so right path for me, and I've tested a lot of things. To be honest, if you want to start your own thing, and again, no matter if you're freelancing, if you're building your own business, or you're a creative in any kind, sooner or later, you're going to come to the point where you have to go out there and actually start speaking about the things that you do, present yourself online, and know how to find clients, how to find projects, and how to, if you have, sell your products, your services. And this is sometimes very uncomfortable position to be in because not all of us are easily sharing online. Even though there are a lot of social media tools online, some of us are actually just consumers. And if you want to do your own thing, at some point you switch from a consumer to someone who actually posts, someone who uses their voice, someone who creates a story around their brand, around who they are. And this can be very confusing at start. Not only Are the steps confusing? Like, where should I start? What should I share? Do I share more photos? Do I I pop up into video? How do I speak about myself? But I feel like it's much more the internal challenges and blockages of 
Who am I to speak online? Who am I to speak about my things? What do we even I do in order to sell it online? A lot of self-doubt and self-sabotage can come in the game. And before I was thinking that there are people who are good in social media and people who are bad, to be really honest with time and also with me doing my online business coaching at the start of my journey, I saw that everyone can learn to be active and present online when it comes to your thing, when you know what is the, what is the intention behind being there and doing these things. And most, most, most importantly, there is no one right way to do social media, to be present there, to create your own online space, blog, portfolio, no matter what it is, there is your way. And the more you find your own way to navigate these tools, the better. And the things that we are going to speak about with Natalie in the upcoming interview, a lot of them are the grounds of building an online presence. It's about how I communicate, who is my target audience, how do I clearly speak about the things that I do. So I believe that there is a lot of value you can gain from this interview. As I said in the start, no matter if you are building your own thing or it's just the random information you're going to hear just as an add-up to your daily life. Social media is a huge part of our life. And with this interview, I am not saying that anyone and everyone should do it and that if you build your own thing, you should 100% use it as your channel. I am saying that currently this is the channel that most businesses use and I think it's important to know how it works and if it's not for you, you're going to find different channels. You can use email marketing, you can use network marketing. There are a lot of different ways. I'm not saying that social media is the only way, but when it comes to social media and navigating these tools, there are steps that you can do. There is a comfort zone within it that you can reach. And all of the things that we discussed with Natalie, I believe are going to bring you to understand it a little bit more from the perspective of someone who is running their business on social media and also give you maybe some inspiration of how to start. If you want to start, use social media as your channel. When I work with my clients in Kickstart Your Business, for example, we do have a whole module that is dedicated on social media, but I always tell them to find their own channels, the channels that make sense for them and that are easy and just comfortable to use for them. I have grown up with social media, with Facebook, later with Instagram. And even though currently I do have a more of a love-hate relationship with it, just because a lot of things are changing on the social media space. And if you want to hear more on that, you can check out one of the latest um, longer videos on my Instagram profile. But the most important thing, I believe, is to know how to be authentically you in these platforms. Because if you're true and authentic, if you are clear in your messaging, the right people will come to you. And I do not have a big following on Instagram. However, I know that there are a lot of people listening to this podcast. I know there are a lot of people that are connecting with me, a lot of people that I work with through my Instagram. So it is absolutely possible to do that. My only note before we go into the podcast episode would be, please, already from the start, don't follow any shoots that you feel like people in your industry do. Focus on yourself. Focus on how you want to create and how you want to differentiate yourself in these platforms. 
and short marketing break before I lead you to the interview with Natalie. I am currently having two more spots in the Get Unstuck sessions with me, which is my special offer of one of one-on-one coaching sessions for 90 minutes. We are going to get you unstuck on any topic you feel like speaking to, tackling with someone and just yeah, speaking about. If you're someone who have been wanting to work with me, but you still don't know exactly what coaching is and how to navigate it, this is the perfect opportunity for you. Just because in these 90 minutes, you're going to see what it is to sit down with a code, how we're going to get you unstuck. And also in the end of the session, you're going to get away with action points of how you can really work on that. We're going to have a check-in a couple of weeks later. So yeah, if you're interested in that, check out my Instagram profile, DM me. And if you're someone who wants a long-term support on developing your idea, Kickstart Your Business is going to be open just until the end of September. Afterwards, I'm going to close it for a while and we'll see if it's going to restart again in the same format. So if you want to have 12 one-on-one coaching sessions dedicated on different topics, learning everything about starting your own business, let me know and jump into Kickstart Your business my signature offer online so now who without further ado let's go to the interview with natalie good morning natalie i am so happy to be with you here i am so thankful that you're taking this time to be on the podcast and um it's so funny that we're connecting from two totally different places in the world Currently, it's like 6 p.m. at mine. I'm in Bulgaria and you're at Dominican Republic just in the morning. Yes. And <laughs> one of my favorite questions to start a podcast uh, here is how did your morning start it? Tell me about your morning. Do you have a routine? Do you, today, did you do something special? How, yeah, how was your morning? Yeah, so I usually take a morning walk, but honestly, like to be completely transparent, that didn't happen today. So I woke up and I got my daughter ready for school um, for summer camp, actually. And I took her and then I got ready and I had a discovery call that went really well. And now I'm here with you. So that was my morning. Yes. (laughs) Great. And do you usually follow some kind of routine or do you have you followed? found something yeah. that is um yeah just beneficial for you and also having in mind that you have a child like is it mm. probably it's different I, I can only assume but how do you find yeah this this kind of peaceful moment for yourself to set the focus for your day for your work yeah so, so usually before she wakes up that's the time that I use either to exercise I love to do my gratitude journal as well and mm. I have hypnosis or sometimes I do EFT tapping which is basically yeah. just a way to like um, step into more empowering beliefs um, and clean out any old stories that I have hanging around so um, that's really really good for me as well and then it's usually just like getting her ready mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about EFT tapping? I just started with it, but I can assume okay. that some of the people that are listening to the podcast maybe are new to, to the concept. So how, how does that work for you? Yeah, so EFT tapping is basically a form of pressure where you take your fingers mm-hmm. and you tap on certain parts of the body that are called meridian points. Mm-hmm. So basically what we're doing is identifying what is like, two two or three main beliefs that you want to change. Maybe it's, I'm not confident enough to show up on video, or I'm not ready to start my business yet, or I can't charge for what I love to do, whatever it's coming up consistently for you. Yeah. Um, and you want to 
choose what stories, what beliefs you want to step into from now on. So maybe it's, I'm becoming the person who can show up on video, or I'm believing that I'm starting my business soon, or that I can charge a thousand dollars for what I do or whatever it is. And you say them um, out loud as you tap on those points in the body. And for me, it's been like life-changing, honestly. When I do it consistently, I can see it's it's honestly magical. <laughs> you can start to see the evidence in your reality. So I love it. That's beautiful because I, I also think it just shifts your focus. And for me, it was when I first uh, heard about it, it was very similar to affirmations, right? But it had yes. this kind of more of an embodiment point where you mm. actually somehow I don't know it's like for me I'm just injecting these things in my body somehow through this tapping but yeah interesting that you're doing this as well yeah I love that and and actually I love it too because I can feel kind of like the energy moving in Mm, the body it's it's so cool yeah (laughs) cool so tell me a little bit more first before we dive into this whole conversation about marketing social media presenting yourself online tell me about you like what do you do now and also how did you end up doing what you do right now yeah so well my name is natalie i'm a marketing and business coach what i love to do is to help coaches and service providers clarify their message so they can attract premium clients consistently online Um, But I didn't always used to do this. So actually, I in college, I studied architecture. I've done a lot of things. I dabbled in photography. Then I worked at my family's business, which is a Montessori school for five years as a teacher in the administration as well. So I've had my experience in several, several different roles. And for me, it always was this isn't exactly what I'm meant to do. Like, I don't feel 100% fulfilled. And about four or five years ago, I discovered coaching. And from the beginning, it really, really resonated with me. Just these amazing transformations that these coaches were able to create in their own lives, but in their clients' lives. And I knew that I was meant to be a coach, but I didn't know what type of coach. So when I started my online business a year and a half ago, I said, you know, well, The logical thing to do was to become some sort of parenting coach since I had this extensive experience in education, like working at a school. I was a mom. I was applying uh, Montessori education with her already. And I was like, okay, I can build a business around this and help people um, with their parenting and with this method. But I realized like, this isn't it. (laughs) So after I had built this huge community of 8,000 people, um, on my Instagram and email list and all of these things, I still didn't feel that that was the type of coaching that I was meant to be doing. So one of my clients, um, mom clients, she came to me and she was like, you know, I love the way you show up online and you've launched your coaching services. Can you help me? Um, and that was about a year ago. And that completely shifted the direction of my business. Obviously, I started to work um, in the business coaching industry, helping clients start their coaching business and eventually um, what I do now. So it's been quite the journey. <laughs> wow. It's actually so nice that you're mentioning this part, this point where you you said, yeah, I knew that I wanted to coach and I wanted to be a coach. And this was like my purpose. But um oftentimes in the start of our entrepreneurial journey, it's like, yeah, I want to do this thing, but you 
you need a couple of iterations before yeah. you really find the direction that actually resonates with you. And I feel like oftentimes at the start is like, so I had this and this education and I'm, so you're, let's say your confidence is in one particular area and mm-hmm. that's why you think you should be focusing there, but your heart maybe wants to go somewhere mm-hmm. else. Um, so it's really nice that you, yeah, that you shared how you pivoted into something that mm-hmm. is much more aligned with you. Um, even though, and this is the other thing, like you've already had such a big audience, like it's not so easy to transfer from something like this and be like, okay, can I actually, yeah, just switch mm-hmm. to something completely different now? Um, yes. But you said that you, um, so you, what did you say? You, you're clarifying the message of your clients in order for them to attract aligned um, clients and people to work with. And I want to dissect this a little bit because I feel like there is a lot of information already in it. Mm. Like, why is it so important to have clear message and what does it mean to have an aligned client? Like, shouldn't all clients be aligned or shouldn't we work with everybody? Like, how does that work? Yes. Um, so, you know, when I say aligned client, it's really a client that you enjoy working with. I think, at, especially at the beginning, when we're starting our business, we can get a little bit into this desperate energy of like, I just want to work with someone like I just want to help people. Um, but that's not really maybe what's best for us or for the client. So what I really help my my clients figure out is what they're unique specialty zone of genius is so then they can uh, portray themselves in a way and they can talk about what they do in a way to attract the best people for them the people who are going to get the best out of their coaching program right or out of their service and then they can attract more people like that because when you're working with people who aren't the best fit maybe they aren't really committed maybe you don't vibe with them, right? You, you don't connect with them at all. They also won't get the best results. And that can honestly affect your self-esteem as a coach. It can affect your business. It can affect their own results. So it's just better for everyone involved if we can get to that clarity, right? And we can get to that certainty of who we actually want to help. And I always tell my clients, because sometimes they they have a little fear of, okay, but if I choose this person or these two people, I'm going to like um, push everyone out or I'm going to be ignoring people. And actually just because you can help, let's say 20 different types of people, it doesn't mean that you should, right? It doesn't mean that it's going to be in the best interest for you or for them. Um, so yeah, that's what I mean when I say align client. <laughs> yeah, I love this because to be honest, when I was for starting my business there is this like when you're more familiar with online business coaching and how to position yourself at some point it comes the question okay so what is let's say the transformation that yes. you um create for your clients or what is the thing that you help them with and at least for me like in my journey i needed to write this kind of like uh, i help statement i needed to say mm-hmm. okay so i do this thing so i help and always for me the start it was people I help everybody Um, because I didn't want it to niche because I was so afraid that in a moment where I say I help women, it's like you just directly Mm -hmm. said that like 50%, let's say of the people, I don't know how many it is, but they're just not allowed to work with you. And I felt always like I'm cutting out people. And my mentor back then, she she was like, yeah, but niching is going to really like help you be much more clear with your messaging and really hit to the point. I couldn't mm. understand this back then. I think yeah. one year later, I could now I'm in a phase where I just 
understand how important that is. Mm-hmm. But um, because you probably work already a lot with many people that have this kind of first maybe fear of niching and fear of yeah. being like super certain about their aligned clients. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me what kind of limiting beliefs people have around this or um, what are mm-hmm. their, yeah, just misunderstandings when it comes to be, being super specific about your mm-hmm. transformation or the people that you want to work with? Yeah, for sure. So uh, something that I see a lot, this specific language is I don't want to put myself in a box. Um, I work with a lot of coaches, mainly who are very multi-passionate, right? They want to help the whole world and they want to talk about all of these things. And something that I help them to understand is that you are not your business. Your business <laughs> It doesn't have to be the entirety of you. That would be impossible. And frankly, that's very overwhelming to think that you have to fit yourself, this amazing multidimensional human being with all of these interests into an ideal client or an I, I help statement. So I think that really empowers my clients to see like business is only a part of my identity. I have so many much other things and, and I don't have to fit all of me into this sentence um, and really seeing it as a, a form of service, not only for themselves and their peace of mind and their income, right? Because we know that when we're specific, it helps so many more people like controversially um, and we can actually make more money but also we help our clients better right so when you see it from that space instead of like this is a detriment to me or this is fitting me into a box I think that really helps them like shift their perspective around that as well Um, that's like the main thing that I see around this yeah yeah I can completely resonate (laughs) with that and I see how it's somehow even though we have this fear, um, you actually, your branding is like this kind of a, a whole, how to say it, I don't know, an aura around you, not mm-hmm. only what you do, like you can be a business coach, mm-hmm. but you can also do so many other things around that, that actually like make your, I don't know, energy exactly. space in one or another way. Mm, you mentioned also something called like point of genius this is how you mm-hmm. uh, you called it and I feel like this is also a type of niching like it's not about the target audience but, but it's about like what kind of skills and um, mm. knowledge do I share with others like is it all of it that I know or is it as you call it like this point of genius that mm-hmm. I have and how do you find that how do you how do you really I don't know just let go of um, what is what is not really aligned with you and focusing on the Mm -hmm. things that you really I don't know I I call it superpower like this thing that is really yours Mm -hmm. yeah your unique brilliance like that thing that just makes you Mm. you You know I I don't think there is a magic pill for this and I think it's also us understanding that it's a process like I would have never been able to to understand that this is what I love to do if I hadn't been through those years of trial and error and trying different things and pivoting and working with unaligned clients so also it's a little bit of grace and understanding like it's not that tomorrow you're gonna wake up and suddenly know this is my zone of genius but allow yourself to live that journey a little bit and start noticing like what are the things that people come to you and ask you about, even friends and family? And you're like, you don't even notice because it comes so natural to you. Or what are those skills that you're like, oh, this is so easy. And other people are like, that's super hard. <laughs> actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
for me, that was marketing. It was something I didn't even notice. And people started to tell me, you're such a good marketer. Like, you're so good at this. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even study this, but it's a natural talent. So start noticing those things and even maybe keep a log or a journal around that. And if you're already working with clients, even if you work for free, maybe you've supported people for free, or maybe you have some paid clients, ask them, like go back and ask them, what was like the one or two things that that you really got out of our experience together? And you're going to start to see some patterns and some themes. Um, but I always say lead with joy, because that's usually where it is. It's not... Sometimes we want to fit ourselves into what the other business coach is like talking about a lot or what the other life coach is talking about. But if you're super passionate about something that maybe not everyone is talking about, but that's your joy and like you feel that you're so good at that, that's what you need to be honing um, in on. Mm -hmm. I love, I love that you're mentioning this because I feel like in the start, everyone has this kind of shoots. Oh my God, I should be sharing this kind mm. of information. I should be doing this kind of posts. And this is like the, it's like there is a rule how you should show up on social media in order to be successful. And um, even though I feel like there are a lot of rules that you can learn about social media, about the algorithm, about different things. I feel like it doesn't have to cut out the, the fun and the joy of this whole mm. thing. And um, I know that many people have this kind of blockage of, showing up online and speak about speaking about what they do showing their products or their services just because it's like mm, I can't market myself and I don't want to be pushy online so I want us to talk a little bit about how do you make marketing fun and like authentic as you as you said earlier before we started recording the podcast and just how do you do it in a way that it's not salesy that it's not ugly mm. as some people can feel it is but really just coming out of I don't know place of joy and just wanting to share your things the things that you do yeah so I think you know when you understand who you're speaking to marketing becomes so much more easy and I when I'm writing for example my a caption or doing a video I imagine that I'm speaking to maybe a client like a, a potential client who's about to sign or a past client that I supported with through a specific issue and just talking to her like it's a friend right and if you haven't had clients before you've probably helped someone in some way and maybe you haven't realized it yet but you've probably helped a friend or a family member through something ask like imagine that you're talking to them what would you say? Like, what would you tell a friend who's going through a situation, through a problem, and you know that you can support him? That's literally it. Just telling the truth around what they're going through and what solution you can offer them and how that solution is unique to you and, and your own opinions around your industry and what you help your clients with. Like, that lands so much more better than trying to fit yourself into like, I have to say this word or I have to write in this certain way in order to attract clients. And that when, that's when business can become really tedious and we can feel like we're not, we build another nine to five for ourselves because we're following this imaginary rule. So I always invite my clients, especially at the beginning of this process to see their marketing as writing stories. What story would you tell 
to that potential client around a problem that they're going through. Maybe it's that you went through that problem as well, or maybe it's that you you saw a friend going through that problem. Um, what would you invite them to see as possible for them, right? What is the life that they're wanting to create? How is that going to look like? Um, and that just becomes so much more empowering because it's like you're inviting people to rise instead of keeping them like stuck in their problem or in the, the struggle that they're going yeah. through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this really gives direction, like direction to what I'm sharing and also who do I speak to? Because I feel like you either have this kind of, uh, let's say, writer's blockage, like, oh, what should I say? (laughs) Where should I even begin? Or at least in my experience, I had the opposite. I felt like it's, I had so many teams that I wanted to speak about, but then Mm. it's like, isn't it like too chaotic? Where do I start? And Mm. it was really... I feel like it changed a lot my communication the moment where I started focusing on I call it a persona like this Mm -hmm. I don't know a client that you have in mind or this person that you really start speaking to um, and probably just answering their question or as you said sharing your story because Mm -hmm. I feel like storytelling is such a big part of marketing Mm -hmm. how do you how do you become a good storyteller when it comes to content and social media marketing even yeah any type of copy yeah. You know, I think people think like either you are a talented writer or a good storyteller mm, or yeah. not. And I don't believe that. I think we all are storytellers. It's just like the human thing. It's part of the human experience. Like when you're with your friends, like at a party or you're at home and you're, you know, you're reunited, you can realize that everyone is telling stories like, oh, this happened to me the other day, or I'm going to do this. Or so it's like getting to that vibe of like, okay, I'm with my friends and I want to tell this story of how I was able to sign my first client when I thought that it was going to be impossible for me. Or Mm -hmm. the story was when I was so scared to publish that post saying that I was pivoting to business coaching. How did I feel? Like tap into the details. How were you feeling? How was your environment looking? Um, What were the thoughts running through your head? And what was kind of like that pivotal point of transformation. So that's a really simple story that you can tell. Think of a, a, a problem that you had and how you got to that transformation and tell the story of how you were feeling before, what happened or what was like the aha moment, the epiphany, maybe it was that someone helped you or guided you and what was the transformation? How is your life right now? Um, and that's going to connect to someone who's going through that same situation or similar and wants to get to where you want to go. Um, but I'd say make it as specific and detailed as possible and just imagine that you're writing maybe a novel or a children's book and just like get into the details of how you were feeling and and how things were looking for you because that's just captivates so much more yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I feel like I totally resonate with what you're saying but also when it comes to stories I feel like oftentimes they come up like from our personal life and I've at least at the start, I always had this question of first, am I sharing too much? And also mm-hmm. it is a vulnerable place to actually be sharing things like, hey, actually, like because we are very mm, prone to see these kind of highlight stories on the internet and on social media. Mm-hmm. And at some point you're mm-hmm. going to share, hey, maybe things haven't always been great for me. Mm-hmm. There are things that I overcome. There are like low moments that I've had in my life. And I feel like 
I had a very big fear to share things like this. And then I saw how mm. many people actually resonated exactly with this kind of yeah. vulnerable story. So what is your take on like how authentic or how true do you show up online and how much, yeah, how much do we share? Is there too much of a sharing? Mm. And where do you find this kind of balance for yourself to know how much to share or why, or online and how authentic to be? Yeah, you know, I think that that kind of level um, is going to be different for everyone, of course. Mm. And I think you have to tune into yourself and and know what you feel comfortable with. There's a lot of things in my personal life that I don't share because, first of all, I maybe I haven't healed it yet. Like it's it's still there. And I personally do not share something that I still feel triggered by or that I feel a lot of like emotion by because it's not going to be of the best service to my audience. So I tend to share the stories that I, first of all, I feel comfortable in sharing. And second of all, that I've had a lesson, right? Because in the end, as leaders that we are, right? If you're building a brand, um, if you are a coach or someone who is selling someone, you are a type of leader. So you want to give value and that doesn't always mean like educating your audience stories are valuable too but what is the lesson behind that story right even if there's not this huge transformation but what did you learn from yeah. that hard moment from the vulnerable moment and in order to have the lesson we have to process it so maybe not sharing something that happened yesterday if you're still like <laughs> with the anger and the trigger but giving yourself the space to wait maybe you write the idea down and and knowing that your content is just like this continuous conversation with your your audience. You you never can say like you're never gonna reach the end of the rope of yeah. what you can share with your audience, mm -hmm. and you can always share it a week later or a month later. So, yeah, yeah. that's actually that's a good point too. Knowing that there isn't like I don't know scarcity of what I can share, and like exactly. oh I only have these three lessons like. <laughs> probably yeah. I should keep them for later but yeah it is a journey and it's a, like I don't know kind of a relationship that you also um, mm -hmm. have with the people that follow you and that connect to you and yeah. I also love how you said that it is something that you already have to um, to have processed and to have I don't know at least made some thoughts on and this is why I always say that um, I feel like having your own thing is so connected to personal development yeah just because you like in order for you to know what you can um, bring out to people what lessons you can teach them mm -hmm. in one or another way it is always this kind of self-reflection um, mm. so yeah mm -hmm. what is if it's let's let's say we are there is someone who is just starting their thing or maybe they have been doing their own thing for a while but they don't have such an like mm, let's say constant present online or build a brand no matter if it's like an Instagram or whatever where do people start when it comes to positioning yourself online like is it thinking about the logo and the colors or is it more of yeah where do you start when you've had this kind of resistance to social media and do you have to start if you have resistance to social media <laughs> yeah I'd say you know, I would never force someone who doesn't want to use social media to build their business because there are so many other ways that you can do it, right? Sure. And there yeah. are different types of social media. But if you know that this is an edge for you and you want to challenge yourself to do it, I would really start, instead of starting with the colors and the Canva templates, do inner work, do interest. Like, what do you want to stand for? 
what do you want to give people when people land into your account what emotions do you want them to feel um what lessons do you want them to learn and start thinking about the type of person that you want to help and this doesn't mean like oh i just want to help women or i just want to help entrepreneurs necessarily if you're not really clear on that but even like personality wise and values, like what values do they have? Where do they see themselves going in life? What are their big desires, their big goals? And usually that's a past version of you, especially if you're a coach. So mm. that's an easy way to start, like seeing your own story. What are those big lessons in the past five, 10 years of your life? What have you done in order to surpass them? How have you used those lessons to maybe help someone, even if you don't didn't realize it um, in the moment? Um, a lot of my friends, before I ever thought I would be a business coach, came to me asking me, like, oh, I have this idea, but I don't know, like, how to create content around it or who to help or how to portray it. And now it all mm. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so... Think of like, again, go back. What are the questions that you get a lot? What are you known for in your immediate circle? And there's mm. always something. Um, so that can give you clues. And again, what makes you happy to talk about? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. What are some mistakes that you see people do in this sphere? I can share one that I am currently really yes. pissed at myself for. But I was thinking that I have to have this perfect grid. I don't know why, mm -hmm. probably because I've seen it in a lot of like profiles. And I was thinking that I have to have this regularity of having um, mm. first a photo, let's say, and then a graphic and then a photo and then a graphic. This is how the people did that, like in the area um, yeah. of coaching, let's say. And it kept me so stuck for so long just because mm. probably sometimes I wanted to share a reel or I don't know, a photo spontaneously or something. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, now I have to wait like for two days and first create something else. And it like puts you in a shoot, this kind of position of I should be doing this, this and that. And mm. not following so much like your impulse of creation, which I'm currently even trying to tap back into because I don't remember how it was. Wow. Um, so what are yeah some other mistakes maybe uh, that you see people do when it comes to social media and marketing? That's such a good one. I think we've all been there, so no worries. <laughs> um, you know, tapping a little bit into that, something I see a lot of people do is thinking like, oh, reels are super, you know, trending right now. I have to do reels when really they're born writers. And like what they should be doing is yes, doing oh an God, email yes. list yeah, or like yeah. huge captions. And that's what's going to attract their people. Or mm. I'm a natural speaker. So I love lives. I love like short reels where I'm speaking. I love speaking on my stories, but not everyone is going to be like super excited around that. So Instead of thinking, I have to do this type of content or I have to do this because this other coach that has 10K followers is doing it. Again, like you, how do you express yourself <laughs> the easiest, right? Because that's yeah, going to totally. be, that's going to highlight your voice and what mm. you have to say. But if you're trying to write when you really want to speak <laughs> or do funny reels, it's not going to come across in the same way. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So once you're really clear, like on your message, it, it come creating like this consistent content strategy is really about tapping into your natural creation abilities and what comes more natural for you in order to highlight that. It's not about forcing yourself to do something for the algorithm, <laughs> but what do I thrive on? And trusting that that's going to be enough. I think yeah. a huge part of that is self 
if self-trust mm. as well yeah <laughs> I love that I had a really funny situation yesterday and I wanted to speak yeah. about that with you so I created a reel just something I felt mm -hmm. like sharing and you know from time to time reel for some reason they don't go exactly viral because it wasn't like so many people seeing my reel but it, it was outside of my followers so a lot of people started liking mm -hmm. my reel from nowhere like not people that follow me and probably have no idea who I am and what I do and I thought like before I did that and before this happened, I was thinking that this is my goal, that the goal is that my real reaches a lot of people. And then I realized that like when this started happening and I realized these people have no idea who I am. And I was like, wait, I don't want a big audience. I just want an engaged audience, like audience that knows me. Mm -hmm. And I know that he's going to write, oh my God, this totally lands for me. Thank you for writing this. Or at least like, you know, that you have some kind of impact, but it's not like, I don't know, 10,000 people seeing what you do because, but only like seeing it and then uh, continuing forward with the other reels and stuff. Yeah. So the question here is, I guess, first of all, how do you, balance this thing between of course growing on instagram and wanting to have more followers and reach mm -hmm. more people but also cultivating this kind of like engaged people i only have something like a little bit more than 800 followers but i still have so many conversations with my uh, clients and people people on my dms and i do have this kind of a little bit of a friendship circle i feel like with people um so yeah, yeah. how is it with influencing many mm -hmm. people but also having engaged audience yeah you know, I think we've kind of fallen unconsciously into the stereotype of in order to be successful in this day and age, I have to have a lot of followers. Yeah. And yeah. I would invite you to, to think, is that really important to me? Or is what is more important to me cultivating these communities, creating these deep connections? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't need both. So it, it's asking yourself, do I really want that? Or is it, have I been conditioned to want that because I feel like that's the next big thing or that's what I need in order to be successful? I know people who have less than a thousand followers who are making six-figure months in sales. So it's all about knowing like what's really truly important for you and the type of business that you want to have as well. Um, so for me, even though I grew up pretty, you know, medium audience. Honestly, I realized that I'm a huge connector and that I love deep mm. relationships. So yeah. that's what's important for me. And honestly, my posts used to get like 400, 500 likes. Now they barely get 30 and I'm still signing clients and I'm still yeah. um, having the time of my life because that's what's important to me. Some people really love the big audience and they love having like that platform and that stage and and they love like feeling that they're connecting to a lot, a lot of people. So that that would be the first thing. Um, and after that, if if your intention is really to connect like more intimately with people, then instead of focusing so much on virality, I would again focus more on resonance and specificity and really calling mm, in the type yeah. of person that you love to have those friendships with or those client relationships with um, and letting go a little bit of that idea that's mm. that's what I would say yeah it's also so important yeah, yeah not feeling so um I don't know focused on the numbers and being like oh yes I have because I feel like some sometimes people have these goals like oh in a month I have to have this I don't know how many followers and it really mm. I guess this is not a moment of like creating freely and having this 
air for storytelling and for being authentic it's like super focused on I don't know quantity yeah. and not so much the quality that you share yeah. how do you feel has the market area or the the whole marketing sphere online changed in the couple of year or years I know things are actually getting like very fast there um mm-hmm. do you see some like big changes that are happening Oh, 100%. Like, I, I always say, like, now we're in the age of the personal brand. Like, people want to buy from people. Um, mm. Even the big companies are doing this. Like, they're trying to humanize their brands because yeah. they want people to feel connected. So imagine you as a freelancer, as a coach, like, you want people to know you, again, at the level that you're comfortable with. But you yeah. have this huge opportunity to make a bigger impact just being you. Mm. <laughs> um And I think before there was a big emphasis on we have to create sales funnels and this webinar that's going to expire in in a few hours and the bonus and the urgency. And now it's not so much about that. It's really just like standing for something, being really clear on what you offer. Like, hey, if you're an amazing fit for this, this is what it is. And we can have a conversation around it. But it's not so much as pushing people, right, or, or convincing people to make a decision that isn't on the line. Like people are really getting, I'd say they're more sophisticated, right, in, in their buying processes. They they really want to know who they're buying from mm-hmm. and they want to know if this is going to work for them. Um, yeah. And if the, even if they resonate on values, right, if they can connect with that person. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd say that's the huge shift right now. <clears throat> And how do you feel like what are where do you start when it comes to personal branding? Because mm-hmm. I know that it is maybe from the super superficial parts, you have the, the colors and the fonts and how mm-hmm. your brand looks like and how do you just yeah show up consistently online. But I feel like there is also this kind of deeper level of mm-hmm. uh, branding is also what you stand for. What are the topics mm-hmm. that you speak about? What are the values that you have as a business? Um, mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? Like, where do you start when it comes to personal branding? Yeah, so usually with my clients, we do a, a deep dive in a lot of things that you said. So what is the main thing that they want to stand for? Who are they calling in? What is the type of person that they're calling in? And what are their values, which are usually our own values, right? Um, So uh, for me, for example, I get this all the time. It's like, you're so authentic. Like you're the exact same person that I see online. Um, Authenticity is my, one of my first values. So I make it really, really um, a priority for me to transmit that in my brand yeah. and that is one of the things that has allowed me to be in three different industries and still get clients because it's not about what I'm doing but it's about me more than that um, so the values what do you stand for and what is the underlying message of your brand so for example the underlying message of my brand is that you get to be fully compensated for your unique genius um, so what is that thing that that one or two things that you really stand for as a coach, as a freelancer, as a person who wants to to grow a brand? Um, because people love like to join movements, right? They love to like this is the movement that she's creating around this, like, and I want to get to that space, or I believe in what she's saying, right? Um, so what do you believe in, and what do you want to grow that community around, right? And- Imagine that you're creating like this movement um, or this community. What do they all believe in? What do they all stand for? I think that's going to be like super important 
Um, and then obviously like how you're transmitting that message. So for some people think that, oh, I need to be super extroverted and be jumping and dancing all the time. <laughs> and that's not necessary. Like I'm like that, I love to dance, but you don't have to dance if you don't want to. Um, even if you're super introverted and, and more quiet, like that's your style. That's the type of people that you, you're gonna attract. Yeah. So how can you transmit that? Mm -hmm. And then, okay, the colors are gonna reflect that. The style of content is gonna reflect that. So it all ties together. <clears throat> yeah, I love how you explained that because I feel mm -hmm. like um, when you're trying to push something further outside of what you are, and mm -hmm. let's say you are an introvert, but you think because mm -hmm. it's social media, because you should show up in, like you see these people, I don't know, dancing and doing all of these things, and you try to fit into a box that is so not yours that I feel like people are going to feel that. And actually, yeah. when you actually rock this kind of, being an introvert, staying in, being more quiet, and you find your own way to like speak about this, all these people that resonate with this, because wow, you're not the only one probably out there. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just gonna resonate in a much more true, um, true way with you. And yeah. I, I, when you were speaking, I started thinking about like the latest people that I've connected through um, Instagram and the people that I actually resonate with are always people that are, as you said, like super authentically them. And they have maybe something weird about them or something strange that you wouldn't put in the box that it's like, yeah. I don't know, um, they do some kind of weird sport or they, I don't know, that they, they mm. have chosen a weird outstanding color for, for their brand. But it's like, you start loving these things or you hate them. This is the other thing. Maybe they're <laughs> polarizing, but it's yeah. cool because then you know like if you're too much out there for people and I also speak a lot of stories and I dance sometimes and probably I know that I've heard it from people that I'm too positive for them and that's okay like I, I, I guess like if some people are going to love you some people are going to hate you too exactly. and they're just for yeah. some kind of other um, type of content so I loved how you explained just yeah being this kind of I don't know, creating this energy around around you mm -hmm. that is your personal brand, but that is you in the end of the day and has your values and your style. Yeah, and you know, I think that's where you don't feel the box that we were talking about before because mm. you can be fully yourself and still help a specific person with a specific transformation, but you're you. Like I go on my stories and I show, I love Selena, for example. <laughs> I love dancing to Selena or <laughs> I love the beach or like, you know, and my daughter and that doesn't have anything to do. Like I'm not helping people become Selena dancers or anything like that, but it's part of who I am. You know what I mean? So I, I, I give myself that permission. And I think that's where you don't feel the box, right? Because you're, you're just giving yourself that permission yeah. to be you. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, this was also, I guess, um, the reason why I resonated with you so much when I saw mm. your profile and when we connected on Instagram just because you are truly and that's why I was holding like thumbs up when you said you're super authentic because you are um and you can feel this through your stories and that's why mm. I always like to say that there is a way that you can show up authentically as you are and do things um that resonate with you so people can yeah just feel your energy because I feel like marketing in the end of the day is like simplified it's about that people hearing about what you do and feeling yes. your energy and if they resonate they resonate and if not i guess not 100 yeah. percent. yeah tell me about how you work with people um you said that you're coaching so do you have different programs do you work one-on-one -on -one? um tell me a little bit more about that 
Yeah. So now I'm mostly working one-on-one because that's, again, I love deep relationships and that's how I love supporting my clients the most. I have my signature one-on-one program, which is in demand. You can work with me for four or six months. And basically what we're doing is that is creating a really strong personal brand positioning and a messaging and a marketing strategy that's going to attract your most aligned best clients. Um, so you can stand as that expert, as that person um, in your industry for what you do. And when I say expert, a lot of people are like, wait, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the expert yet, <laughs> yes. but I can guarantee you that you are. <laughs> If you have a skill, if you have this drive, and if you've helped people even for free, you are an expert at what you do. And that's what I really love helping my clients claim in a way that feels really good for them. Um, So they can be fully compensated for what they do and and most importantly, make an impact and help people, right? Because that's what we want to do. Um, And then I also have a six-week intensive. So that's more for entrepreneurs who really want to hone in on their marketing strategy, their messaging, clarify and elevate it, and make sure that they're speaking to the people that they want to attract. Um, So we focus more on marketing in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Towards the end of the interview, I always like to ask people what is currently inspiring you, whether maybe a book that you're reading or anything, like it doesn't have to be in the marketing sphere, but whatever, like as a person has this kind of like impact on you right now. Wow, that's so good. Hmm. (laughs) Hmm. Do you know, I I would say it's not like a book or a resource. I'd say it's giving myself the permission to, this is going to sound really weird, but be in nature and just like relax and be. Um, I live near the beach, but I actually like last year and years previously, I didn't really take advantage of that. Like I almost never went. And now I'm going like almost every single week. And I've noticed like my creativity has just like skyrocketed. So I've learned that about myself, like, when I give myself the time to be in nature and just like things just start flowing, creativity starts flowing. So it's more of um, leaning into your intuition and asking yourself, what do you need? If you feel like maybe you're you're blocked or you have an idea and, and you can't seem to know like what's the next step or how to express yourself and put it out there, connect with what's what's going to help you connect back to yourself and yeah just like what do you need what does your body need right now what does your mind need right now and I noticed that ever since I've developed that practice I've become a better business owner a better mom (laughs) better everything of course Um, so yeah (laughs) so in one or another way nourishing yourself and your yes and being closer to nature yeah yeah I think it's usually you know I work with very high achieving women right and Sometimes we think like the more that we do, the better the results. But sometimes it's the complete opposite. It's about giving yourself the space to actually rest and not do anything so that the moments that you do take action are super potent, right? And they're actually driving you to create the results that you want. Um, So yeah, (laughs) the big lesson. What is is one advice that you would give your younger self? Mm, I would tell my younger self, that you are powerful and you don't need to hide it. Like you can be fully yourself and the people that are meant for you are going to accept you exactly as you are. Mm. Yeah, this resonates a lot. <laughs> um, and the last thing would be, how can people find you? Where can people learn more about you, connect with you, connect with your programs? 
um yeah yeah so i'm mostly on instagram at niape um usually i'm super active on my instagram stories so if you see me dancing or <laughs> or talking you can send me a message um and follow me and, and i honestly i love just to chat with you and have conversations with you i, I love my community um so don't hesitate if you feel that pull <laughs> Thank you so much, love. I will be linking your Instagram and webpage, anything in the show notes. So um, maybe you can just go there and find her. And to be really honest, thank you so much for sharing so many tools also in this interview, because it's one thing to just speak about a topic and it's another to see how much you, like I feel like I can go out of this interview with tools. Like I know now about the persona and focusing um, on this target audience and or the people that I want to help and directly like build their profile. Um, knowing about the first steps uh, to to build your presence online. And yeah, it's just beautiful that you are sharing these things. And um, I've learned so much only like through following you in Instagram. So thank you for doing this and bringing value. Um, yeah, and hoping on on this podcast here um and so welcome i'm so glad to hear that my pleasure <laughs> it was really beautiful to have this conversation thank you for being here and yeah anytime later i feel like i have um new topic on the marketing scope that i want to um share with someone i would love to have you back on the podcast uh, because i love our yeah just exchange i don't know what by the way star sign or human design you are but you like this kind of energy that you have is like it, it screams to me generator do you know your human design profile i'm actually a manifester okay. that's interesting still close. yeah still close. <laughs> yes, <it does. laughs> yes i'm in my high point now i'm like <laughs> but probably yeah. in a few hours i'll be napping so <laughs> i love this yeah but i also what felt like super energized i am a generator but oh, okay. i felt like cool. the whole conversation was like yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I feel super energized, <laughs> even though like I would have dinner in a while. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh my yeah. gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I would love Thank to come you back anytime. For being here. You're welcome. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> I hope you were able to take some inspiration, knowledge, or at least a little bit more clarity around how you personally want to use these tools and what do you resonate with from everything that we and Natalie discussed. If you feel like you would love some support on your journey with creating your own personal brand online or marketing your services and product, I will be happy to work on private one-on-one -on -one with you. Just DM me on Instagram. As I said, most of my professional background comes exactly from marketing, content creation and branding. This is a topic that I'm super passionate about. This is something I love doing for myself and for others. So if you feel like DM me and yeah, just let's work together and also don't forget to check out natalie's instagram profile as i said within the podcast too she is giving a lot of value even just from following her or seeing the things that she puts out the content in in her posts it's very educational so yeah find what speaks to you what really excites you and just follow it see you next time